Welcome everyone to another episode of the Attacking 3 Transfer Collab between the Attacking 2 and Yannick on Chelsea podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Funnel, and as always, I'm once again joined Andy, my fellow co-host from the Attacking 2, and Yannick from the Yannick on Chelsea podcast. Today we will be talking about transfers, as has been always the case in January. Um, we will be focusing primarily on our fullback situation with the ins and outs that have been rumoured there. We'll be quickly addressing our midfield situation after some reports from today came out. And we will just very briefly talk about Higuain as he does look as if he will be joining. As always, don't forget that this is the first part of the video from the Attacking 2. That's where it will be found. But you will be able to go and um, look in the description where you'll see the link to the second part, which will be on the Yannick and Chelsea podcast. As always, please do go and have a listen to the second part, as, of course, the first one. And next time will be the other way around. So you have to watch both. It's only fair. <laughs> it's in the so, contract. Without further ado... Let's get into this. Are you listening? So before I want to start, but before we start today, I just want to say something. As um, many may know, I write for We Ain't Gonna History. Uh, this Chelsea blog from SB Nation. And sadly, today the news came out that one of our fellow writers, uh, Wixwax, also known as Sid, uh, tragically passed away um, completely sudden um, because of a heart attack. No one could have foreseen it. It's uh, um, very tragic. Uh, it's all shookness quite a bit, I must say. Um, and uh, my condolences are, of course, very much with his family. So... Um, Sid, we're really going to miss you. Uh, we're a fantastic uh, bloke, a very good writer, and rest in peace, mate. Well said. Uh, yeah, but that's just just wanted to get that off my heart. Um, let's continue with something that he, Sid, would have loved. And that's Chelsea. He was Chelsea through and through. So let's talk about Chelsea, lads, as we always do. Um, let's start just with the basic things. Gonzalo Higuain, it seems as if it's through, more or less. Uh, just a question of when rather than if. Um, we've already spoken about this on previous podcasts. That, you know, the pros and cons of him coming in, why he'd come in. Sorry's gotten his man. And um, do look to the previous videos to get a grasp of what we were saying. But lads, I want to know, are you happy? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, to to jump in there. I um I think like many Chelsea fans, we're just pleased to see some sort of um attempt to switch things up a little bit. Um, like Jimmy correctly said, we've actually gone through uh, Iguain at, at length on the previous show, which um, we'd all urge you to go and listen to. Um, in the same show, we actually talk about the potential exit of Morata at length again, and that looks like it's a very stern possibility or probably uh, a mandatory part of this exchange. So, uh, yeah, to, to answer Jimmy's question, I think we are all pretty um, intrigued, to say the least. We want Sari to be happy, but we want the results, and Sari's, 
we've all heard him wax lyrical about Higuain. He's called him a second son. He calls him a goal machine. You know, there's the great quote that's been going on Twitter about he's saying how he will never stop scoring goals. He's a automatic machine, this, that, and the other. And although, like I've echoed before, he hasn't had the greatest um, uh, season at Milan. I think Jimmy said it in a previous pod as well, how they just playing without a midfield at the moment and he's been dropping deep um uh yeah i i'd like to follow this on and actually pose a question to andy if you don't mind um andy i heard today something about Higuain about how there are parallels to Morata in the sense of he likes being loved um and, and i i when i heard I, I think it was um is it guillaume balaguer or something the, the spanish guy anyway unlike Morata, he it's really it's an interesting thing because they both uh, Iguain needs to feel loved, but he needs to feel loved as the number one. And Morata like needs to feel loved, but ne- not necessarily be the number one. Does that raise any concerns for you, Andy? Does it raise any concerns? Um, Difficult question because if he leaves on, uh, if if he comes on loan, um, there might be a concern because you only got him for a short time. You want to actually him to hit the ground running, and secondly. For that to be the case, um, he needs to be loved. So, but I guess uh, if if he is uh, if he's at a club where his his second father uh, is coaching, um, that surely isn't isn't an issue. But um, one or two things I want to say as well on the on the Higuain deal, if if there is one, and hopefully there is one. Um, for me, everything seems to seems to be set up. Um, apparently, Milan has acquired um, Piatek for forty million uh, as as maybe um their their main main strikes at the moment so they wouldn't do it if Higuain wasn't leaving mm-hmm. um Morata to Atletico seems likely so everything seems to come down Millhouse uh, on the other hand um at the first glance of I found it difficult to get excited about uh, Higuain um as time went on I, I got more and more excited I actually watched a couple of videos prior to the podcast uh, as we are recording it, and um, I must say that his finishing is is second to none, and uh, you can't even compare him to Morata in that case. Uh, he isn't a player who maybe that's the difference to Morata as well that he doesn't win a lot of aerial duels. I think just zero um, point three or so per per game, but we don't really play high balls and. Um, yeah. Sorry, he is a sorry ball striker, and if he can't deliver, no one else can, I guess. Oh. Yeah, That's back quite, to you, Jimmy. <laughs> I, no, I agree with you. As I've already been writing in some of the articles about Higuain, because it's like every second article is about our striking situation at the moment. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, that's exactly, as you said, Andy, that's, that's it. There is not really someone better equipped for this style of play than Higuain at the moment. I think people should start realising that because as much as I'd love Mauro Icardi coming to this club, first of all, it's not going to happen for so many reasons. Most of all, of course, the financial reasons. Uh, but he is a poacher. Whether he'd adapt immediately to Sarri Ball is, you don't know. Maybe he'd take half an, uh, uh, a year. I mean, don't forget, Didier Drogba needed time to mm-hmm. get used to stuff out. Chelsea so yeah. we couldn't immediately say yeah he'd be uh, hit the ground running but he only has to you know no matter what how the Premier League is the style of play that he plays 
he has to be used to that. And he, I think mm. he's used to playing, going up against rough defenders in Serie A. Mm. Uh, yeah. So that would be a problem. He's and not one... pussy. <laughs> and one more thing. Um, even though you've said he's a poacher, and I agree with that statement, he has created three times the chances Morata has created this season in just a few minutes more that he played. So he can also create for us, and Morata can't. So that's another so plus. That with the poacher I meant. He meant uh, Icardi. Was... That was addressed at Icardi. Uh, yeah. yeah, Icardi, yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah no. Poacher and Higuain, uh, also in one of the articles, I know he can link up the play. That's with his, mm. his passing is just extremely on point and he's got very high pass accuracy for a striker. That's why he's, that's why I also said, you, I agree with you, he's the best suited mm. at the moment for our style of play. I was actually only referring to the people that are saying Icardi. I am one of those, but it just summer if he comes it has to be in the summer because it, it wouldn't be fair on the player and it wouldn't be fair on us fans because we want an immediate fix yeah. uh for this style of play so that all those yadas will finally shut the fuck up about <laughs> us going back to contestable is ridiculous and he yeah. won't be able to do that and yeah but can, let's not, can let's i just not... just, can I just let's do one more thing on Higuain. i did tweet about how the uh, not sorry ball because this is this is uh, in reference to just him as a player because out of the sorry system at juventus he was voted by the fans uh, the most valuable player so that says a lot he's a very selfless player and you know when you've got someone like hazard a selfless striker great fiji wingers hudson adoy which will come on to in the part two uh, and hazard and stuff absolutely great so yeah just wants to get that in quickly all things that we can need, but you know, we don't want a striker foremost now that can assist and you know set up play. We want someone that just takes the bloody shot yeah. and scores because we, we've had that with Giroud. We just want someone that scores, and that will hopefully be now res- uh, you know resumed with Higuain since you know Diego Costa left have been drying up. Mm-hmm. Okay, but enough with the striking situation, let's quickly um address the midfield uh, situation. Um, we've already been speaking about Paredes and Barella in the past. Uh, the only thing that we will be talking about now is that today there have been these newest reports. On the one hand from Matt Law, on the other from Pippa Sierra, who I personally do not rate as a journalist. Um, he's gone everything wrong in connection with Chelsea. But, you know, maybe one this one time he may be right. You never yeah. know. But what basically what they've been saying, and I know, want to know your opinions on this, uh, you two. Um, Matt Law says that Chelsea at the moment has reconsidered and they're deliberating. Do we actually really need a midfield another one? And Pippa Sierra is taking this to the next level and say, said something really unrealistic after Sari said it in, what is it, two or three press conferences now. Uh, he says that Maritza Sari is actually now thinking, yeah, do we need another midfielder? I don't need another midfielder. I've got Danny Drinkwater, who he's actually specifically said does not fit his style of play. The English Perlo. Of course, Ethan Ampadu and so on. That he has, because he said it on the official club website, actually, that Ethan Ampadu may be actually formable into that kind of regista role. Uh, But, of course, that's a long way off, Um, at least from Sarah's perspective. So, what do you think? Are we going to get another midfielder in? Um, because this is more now addressed at Paredes, because Barella, that's only going to happen in the summer for personal reasons, and Cagliari has already categorically uh, denied that that will happen. Will we get Pereira Leandro Paredes? What do you think, Andy? Um, 
Hmm. Also, it's do you the... agree with that assertion that we don't need one or that we're thinking about not getting one? I think it's highly unlikely that uh, Sari himself said that he doesn't need another midfielder after Cesc Fabregas left. However, I think it can easily be the case that Sari, for being um, maybe the yes-man that I, I see in him, uh, says to, to cover the club, all right, I'm fine with the midfielders I have, uh, because on one hand, the club now fulfilled his dream of bringing Higuain to the club, and it will almost be too good to be true that um, he gets two of the players he actually wants in one transfer window, and that transfer window being in January. So I see the story as likely, um, but not for the reasons that have been pointed out, but rather the reasons that the club don't uh, want to buy two high-profile players or can't afford to or doesn't simply doesn't want to. Um, and for that reason, it, it can be off. The Pareto deal can be off. I still hope it goes through. But as time goes on, it seems more and more unlikely for me. Yannick? He... Um took the words right out of my mouth <laughs> yeah he, he wants a midfielder um he like he said categorically a few times in presses that Cesc should go he should go you know he said some very nice things about him saying he's a great player he deserves a contract uh, I'd want to use him but I completely understand I'm not saying he should stay therefore he should go and then you know Journo X asking, I was like, well, I absolutely need a replacement. Well, absolutely need a replacement. But um, Andy's right in saying uh, he's not one to kick up. Sorry, I think when on when he got appointed to Chelsea, they were very clear of probably what they've had to deal with in terms of Jose and Conte, and they're like, look, you're the coach. You have well, you're going to give you loads of quality, but you can't speak up about this. You got to do that. And uh, again, Matt Law uh, tweeted about when this early doors a day or two ago about Higuain he was like Marina's proper backing Sari here so you know we've talked about him being his uh, second son so the fact how he's getting him he knows to be like a good dog <laughs> it sounds really derogatory but you know what I mean like he knows to be like he knows not to be a dick and he's thinking well oh, maybe okay all right well I should I should just be happy I've got my boy here and, and maybe yeah maybe Ampadu no we all agree here on the attacking three We'd all wax lyrical about Ampadu in terms of his defensive and passing ability. We've seen it for Wales, you know, him sitting in the midfield role, pinging long balls to Gareth Bale and whatnot. So, I mean, I think he'd probably be saying that as a defence mechanism, even if it's true. Like you say, it might be a while off, Jimmy. But um, I think if he had his way, he would absolutely want a midfielder. Mm. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the media, the British media, uh, prevalently will be having a field day saying, "Oh, he hasn't got his transfer targets." Yeah, there's a rupture between the hierarchy and sorry, they'll they'll be loving that. But as you said, they will have gotten him exactly for that reason. I I, I hate to be though that kind of guy that says this, but you know, I already said back then, already thought back then. That's exactly why they wanted them, because I actually believe that they had Conte already planned for a longer period, even if he wouldn't have got top four. I think the transfer, that, that was where the, the straw that broke the camel's back, because uh, he burnt bridges. I think they would have kept him. And I think mm. they went the same with Sari. And uh, by, of course, getting one who isn't, you know, I want transfers, I want transfers, where, 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 that will be, of course, facilitated. So, um I agree with the both of you. I think we need another midfielder. 
Paredes would be fantastic for a huge amount of reasons. And I don't care if it, I, I want Ampadu to come good here, but as a central, uh, as a centre back and in midfield, there are a lot of start of things that you need uh, to be a really good register uh, and to play this really quick playing ball. Uh, you know, yeah. And Ampadu has a lot of great things and uh, you know qualities. He has a lot of great qualities, but. This quick passing, one touch passing—that isn't. He has. He's too young for that. Yeah, he I agree completely. Yeah, good. and that's the thing. Uh, Jorginho is great at that. While Jorginho isn't great at you know taking in the pressure and then doing these balls, that's what Paredes is good at. He can invite the pressure with an extra touch, but has the physicality to just push them off and then take this this technique they has to make mm-hmm. that pass. But he can also do this one-touch ball. But he'd be fantastic, you know. If uh, Georgino is struggling, as Sari's been pointing out, then he can pick Paredes. Paredes can even play theoretically as one of the left or right centre uh, midfielders. I it makes no sense not getting him. I mean, forty million euros is nothing. Let, yeah. Let's let's real quality it's player. Really if you want him as well, yeah. can I? Can and I just? I just, I'm oh, sorry, mate. I just, I just want to echo what oh, you said because oh, I, I really, I, you, you couldn't have said that better. Like we all have complete faith in Ampadu's ability. We've seen how clever he is positionally. Uh, he's good at marshalling people. He's good at putting a tackle in. He can ping the ball. He can pass it. He's got everything. But you're, you're so right in saying it's not a derogatory comment to be like, look, you're just too young to have this almost like ninja level state of releasing the ball quickly like Jorginho's got it's just not something that comes naturally it's something that comes with like it's almost like a sort of like Jedi training do you know what I mean it doesn't matter if you've got all the like the physical abilities but you're right it's, it's the timing thing so I didn't mean to interrupt you mate I just wanted to like enforce your point there because it's very true it's, it's fine. no cheers about that I mean it's just thing it's just very annoying at times that people underestimate this register role and what it actually does because when the ball's at the back and we're trying to play out, no one cares. Oh, I'm waiting till it goes back. Oh, it's up front now. Now I'm going to pay attention again. Mm-hmm. Jorginho is integral to this team. And all those, you know, I'll be quite honest, older fans who think that he's too shit and all that and play Kante. Poor, poor fucking two, they mate. Have, but they've, been, <laughs> they've been the recipients of this very successful football at Chelsea Football Club. Don't get me wrong, but... If we're going to start this new style, this new era, then they have to be open-minded. That's not how you play. Kante can't do that. It's the same mm. reasons with Ampadu that Kante, Kante can't play that. He's got loads mm. of other virtues, but that ain't one of them. Mm. And by the way... Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And by the way, it would be also the worst move ever to, um, to put the pressure of being the register, the most important role in Sari, in, in Sari ball... On the shoulders of an 18-year-old. Exactly. Yeah, H- how could so, you do yeah. that? That's it's, it's just reckless. Mm, if you yeah, do absolutely. that. Yeah. That's well, well. arguably the most integral role in the whole team. And, you know, of course, there are a few. We see it with the striking position. If you haven't got a good striker, that is a big problem. But mm. the register is the heart of this system. The metronome. And without it, you, don't, you have a big problem, you know. And that's why Fabregas didn't always work as efficiently because he isn't a regista, let's face it. He's got the vision of a regista, but he needs that extra second, and that already gives you a huge disadvantage when you're going up against the press, as, for example, against Liverpool. I am telling you, Leandro Paredes is press-resistant. You cannot press him. He will fuck you over every time. He Mm. is perfect. He doesn't panic. He doesn't panic. 
he just he goes around with a swagger so yeah yeah you want to come here yeah fuck off you know it's just <laughs> not you he just passes them by and it's lovely to watch i can only can... encourage you to watch a few games with him he's really good oh, yeah i watched the, the, some highlights yeah he's a, he's a can... aggressive player go on mate. can i chuck in a question if there was one player you have to name that is in current world football the best regista out there who would you say that is Perlo 10 years ago. <laughs> well, that's that's, good that's good cheating, answer. but he's like the original Regista, isn't he, Perlo? Uh, uh, Jimmy? I mean, I'd agree with Yannick. Perlo is that one, but as he doesn't play anymore. No. For me, pers- personally, and people will think I'm biased because I wrote that article, but for me, Leandro Paredes has everything that you need to be the world's best Regista because he has some of those attributes that Jorginho can't just learn or, you know, get done in training while Jorginho, uh, while Leandro Paredes has things where you say, okay, that you can learn in training, like discipline, or for example, with the, um, uh, uh, what's going to call it? Oh yeah, that. Just thinking of the bloody German word, sorry. But, you know, of course, he won't get pace, but Jorginho doesn't have pace. So yeah, he, I, I'd say Paredes and Jorginho are on the level at least. But otherwise, I don't know who else plays in that. So I'd have to say Jorginho. But who who would you say then? I would say the young from Ajax Amsterdam. Um, um, in play, so can't 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 can't. No, he he's he's absolutely top level. He's chased by Barcelona by um, yeah, Man City, Paris. Yeah. Um, he is at, at 20 years of age. I haven't seen a more press resistant player than him, and he whips balls unbelievable. But he's, I think, well out of our reach. Yeah, I think Man City will throw a load of money at them. They can because they they they're looking at him mm. as a Fernandinho mm. replacement. It's a good shout. No, no, definitely. I mean, as said, if you want someone who's press resistant, we could really need that. For example, Mateo Kovacic, to a certain extent, is actually also mm. really press resistant really good well in that position and Paredes does the same it's not quarterback though is it yeah I mean Ruben Loftus-Cheek can do that because he can shield the ball because he's just fucking huge but yeah. if you have Fabregas he can be pressed Jorginho can be pressed very much so um Barkley can be pressed but it's, al- it's almost it's not it's almost about like if you it's being pressed but press resistant Ruben's press resistance because he's a tank and he shields the ball like a sort of like a more muscly version of Hazard. Hazard's the best at it, but like, but that's not the same as press resistant because the ball's gone before they've even seen it's touched your foot. Do you know what I mean? Of course. No, that that's why I said Ruben because he's just so tall. It's he's a tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Leander Paredes just has his own technique and of course also the physicality. I mean, he's only five foot eleven. That's not humongous so mm. he still just is such a presence but yeah no i think we've we've said enough on the midfield uh, <coughs> situation here let's go on to a point that we wanted today and that was fullbacks um of course talk primarily of emerson and uh Giuseppe Acosta leaving the club um i think emerson was juventus and somewhere else i think paris saint-germain or something i'm not sure i know it was juventus <laughs> Um, and uh, Zappacost, of course, Lazio, Rome. So mm-hmm. um, if they do leave, the choices that we'd have are, aren't that big. I mean, you've got Desai, also Desai from Napoli, but for all these reports coming in, do you really think he'll be able to get 
uh, be you know be acquired by Chelsea as they have Aurelio De Laurentiis as their their president Yannick. Oh God! I mean, as a Chelsea fan, entertaining this this the prospect of this is just beyond frustrating, isn't it? Um, De Laurentiis, I think him dealing with Chelsea, he might try and almost get one over Chelsea by dealing with Chelsea. If you know what, does that make sense in like a weird way? But um, wasting no, time. Yeah, I, I think. I don't know how much truth there is in this whole sort of um, transfer rumour because he's an excellent player. He's not like someone that's been shafted out of the uh, lineup at all. He's played in the B team and he's even played as a front free defensive solution, which is actually interesting from Sari, showing a bit of pragmatism at times. Like, oh, okay, I want to lock this down a little bit. I'm going to play Emerson in the front three in front of Alonso, which is strange because you'd imagine Emerson playing behind Alonso would make a lot more sense. But who who, uh, who are we to, to, to say? Do you know what I mean? Um, Yannick doesn't actually say something about this whole situation that Sari basically doesn't rate him as a defender. Possibly. I mean, that, that uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd be right to maybe throw the assumption out there. I mean, I've watched Emerson a few times this season. He looks pretty good to me. I've seen him like win headers in the six-yard box. You know, so, like um, uh, he's you know he's quick and track back. At that, you know, that's good for a, a fullback, right? So he's already got that up on Alonso. <laughs> yeah, so um, it, you know, I mean, we don't, I think we're all in agreement. We, we all we all like the attributes of Emerson and. We'd all be devastated to see him. The only thing that you could kind of entertain is he's probably on like a relatively low contract, and Alonso's just just signed a five-year contract on a, a big a big amount of money. And um, even if that might represent a bigger transfer value for him, I think the club want him to put in performances before they entertain anything. But um, I don't think we'll sell Emerson. I, I think it might just be paper talk. It, it, could we even entertain chaps that this may have come out of Emerson's camp? to maybe try and wrangle... I know this is a bit conspiracy foil hat, but it happens all the time, apparently, now, um, to give him some game time, because Alonso, let's all be honest, has been wank. <laughs> you take it. What do you think? Uh, is there a possibility? Of course, it's always a possibility. Uh, we know players are really taking the fortunes in their own hands uh, in recent years and more even so with social media and all that stuff. Um, I think the, the Zappa Costa um, move is unlikely. The Emerson move is more likely, in my opinion, just for the right. reason being that Juventus, when they go for a player, when the, there is reports about some signing they want to do, they usually get it across the line. Um, and for... Also, if if you look at the at the situation there, you have Alexandro. That's the starting left back. That wouldn't change if Emerson go, goes to Juventus. So Emerson, if he goes there, knows fine well. I'm the second choice uh, left back there. But they have Spinazzola. Um, that's the the second choice left back. Uh, he was on loan at at Atalanta. Had a really good loan last season and earned a few Italian uh, national team caps. Uh, but he hasn't played a single Serie A minute this season. So apparently, or just by the looks of it, um, Allegri doesn't doesn't absolutely does does not like him. So, mm. um, and if you know one thing, um, Juventus likes a player who is mature, who has a bit of experience, and Emerson might fit that picture as, at an age where you say, "All right, we can get five five years out of him." He has played for major teams in Roma and Chelsea. Um, 
might be a good a good fit for Juventus, and for that reason, I can see it happening. Mm. Bummer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it, I, I agree with you, but I would have thought that the Zappacosta deal would be more possible because yeah, you know, I agree. He, he was a contest mm. signing, um, and Lazio, you know, I, I think they'd loan him, and then they'd have an option to buy him. It makes sense because Emerson. I mean, the other hand, Zappacosta can play both sides, but that would make more sense if. Elsa Hassad come in and I think we should have a few uh, brief words on him because the thing is in theory he can play both sides first mm. of all he's only played 17 times since 2013 as left back so there's not a lot but something that we I think once we've seen this this season uh, Sari tried as Piliqueta as a left back so in theory in theory if Hassad would come in he's brought him from everywhere he's been, he's always brought him with him. He'll want to play him. What is if he's actually planning to sell Zapacosta? Amazon will maybe go in the summer, but until then, we'd have like Hisai and Aspiliquet on both sides. And you never know, you know, that, that might be something. I mean, Aspiliqueta was at his best as left back, let's face it. I mean, he was really good as that right centre back, but I think the best he has ever been for us is unbeatable guy in one-on-one situations he was at left back can i say a few things on this um okay so yeah interesting so i think zappa costa being a utility player you know as in the left and right actually devalues him slightly as maybe a specialist player for sari um I think he's the more likely out of him and Emerson to go, personally. Uh, I think purely because there was the links with Hisai, who's obviously Sari's boy, as we all know, uh, and, it, and it, he wants as many as his sort of brethren or sons to come and join him to help Sarismo be, in, be implemented. But um, And also, a touch of the uh, social media nonsense, I think he was linked to Lazio, wasn't he? Zappacosta, and he's followed that- some people... Yeah, he's fo- followed some people on his Instagram from Lazio, and you know, everyone's got a fucking hard-on from that. Excuse the French. Um, but yeah, interesting putting uh, Azpilicueta on the left because, um, yeah, I mean, he played a lot on the left. But we've, as previously discussed on different podcasts, the um, the lopsidedness of of um, Asari Ball, him going up more forwards, he's obviously not going to be as like uh, gallivanting as Alonso. And at first... Be- pre-season we think oh well Alonso suits it perfectly but how we've watched him play and how people have been roasting us down that side you'd feel a lot safer with Azpilicueta being that fullback and Hazard when he goes back to his native left wing being a bit more freedom you know because he hasn't got Alonso behind him being shit defending he's got like a sturdy Azpilicueta Mm. do you know what I mean does that make sense so he'd have a little bit more freedom just, just baffled by the one thing you said Everyone was thinking that Alonso would be great in that system. I never thought. That okay, okay, okay. That. Sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, thought it, that must have been on crack. Okay, I, I was only smoking <laughs> a bit of. I was only smoking a bit of crack that day. But yeah, the, the the theory being, if you look at the heat map of Sari Ball, the the left the left fullback situates in the left wing back position, and the right fullback situates in a right centre-back position so it actually looks like Azpilicueta and Alonso would be playing their Conte positions anyway to a degree but but the the the, the natural free centre-back cover isn't there for Alonso mm. that's where the issue lies but like you know the, it was all theory back then so we can speculate or whatever but like, yeah to, to to sort of finish on that 
Hazard would feel safe in knowing his boy as Pete, who both speak French. They both speak French to each other as well. So he could like shout something in French to him and tuck in or whatever the fuck they want to do. But I'd feel a lot safer, certainly, with SP on the mm. left. Mm. But que- question to you, Andy, because uh, Yannick mentioned the lopsidedness of Sari's system. Mm. That is the case. Um, do you think, because we have that triangle, as it was already at Napoli, uh, so that would be then Yippie, Higuain, mm. Hazard, and that would be then theoretically as as they have that triangle up front or the left center, uh, central mm. midfielder. Would that work? Because Asby, of course, he's on his mm. right foot. Important question. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll give you a short answer to that. I, I don't think it would work uh, in an attacking sense. It would work in a defensive sense. And the question is what we want to do. Um, so given the opportunity that we acquire his eye and then Asby Lucueta moves to the left, I'm happy to have him play there because he's a right footer naturally, um, which is always a good thing when you play against uh, wrong-footed wingers that cuts in. Um, yeah. So that gives him that gives him a huge benefit in that uh, department. But I don't think we will uh, acquire his eye. And so if we lose Sabacosta, I would be more than happy to recall uh, Reese James from loan uh, um, oh, from, yeah. from his loan at Wigan and play him there. That would be my ideal scenario and hopefully in uh, a realistic one as well. But I think that's that's, that's enough for the first uh, part of this uh, podcast now, isn't it? No, I just just mm. to say this, thank you, Andy, because I've been waiting until one of you two finally says Reese James. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I failed you. <laughs> so, no. Uh, yeah, as Andy said, I think we've covered everything uh in the last from the last few days regarding transfers mm. um we will now be continuing in our second part which will be on the yannick and chelsea podcast in the description the link will be uh where you can find it and it will be all about hudson doy the hottest topic that isn't a strike at the moment so Europe. do tune in uh this is the end of part one thanks for listening guys